Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. I don't know of too many things that grieve me more than to hear of a couple or a family bust up. And in these messages, I'm fighting for families. And I don't care how bad it ever gets between a couple. I'm always optimistic that if a couple will come for help, no matter how bad it is, that it can be helped. And not just repaired, but uh, can become what a marriage ought to be. And if husbands will listen and be willing to change based on God's word this morning, and if wives this afternoon will listen and be willing to change, then you're going to have a blessed marriage. This afternoon, we're looking at wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. This morning, we were in Ephesians. Oh, by the way, I had a uh, typo, I guess it was this morning. I had a reference up there, Matthew five eighty-seven. Uh, there is no such thing. Uh, it should be Matthew fifteen thirty-two. I was off just a little bit there, but it should be Math- Matthew fifteen uh, thirty-two. All right, this is going to be about as politically an incorrect message as as you can preach. Okay, and the world will hate me. You know, don't think I don't feel it. That's why you need to pray for me. This is not popular, what I'm about to preach. And those of you that live it, it's not popular with your unsaved friends or your backslidden family or whoever it might be. But folks, we have to have the courage to live what the Bible teaches us and understanding that that's the best way. And so while the world may not like it or appreciate the role of the husband or the role of the wife, we need to show them that it works. And we need to show them that it is the best way. Well, we looked at the husbands this morning. What does it say about the wives this afternoon? Well, again, in Ephesians chapter 5, but this time in verse number 22, it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is, is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. It's very clear. It's very simple. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. And what I want to do is this afternoon, look at that phrase, because I think it does, there are a lot of people that abuse that phrase. And there are a lot of people that have misunderstandings of this phrase. So I'm approaching this afternoon a little bit different than I did this morning, again, because Some husbands abuse this, and some wives misunderstand it. So I'm hoping to bring some some clarity and some balance. Because, yeah, out of place and misunderstood, this can be abused. And it can can possibly not represent what the Lord uh, intends for it to be. But again, I want to start off like we did this morning, though, by... uh, referencing the world and how the world sees things. And again, Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We are living 
we are living in that day and age right now. And as our nation sadly becomes less and less Christian, then what we Christians believe are going to come under attack. And the idea of a wife submitting to her husband, I don't think there's anything that rankles feminists more than that concept. And they get angry. I want to reference an article by Jenna Carbonitis. Okay, she wrote this article, and I'm going to share it with you. And I'm going to show you how much they hate God, hate his word, and hate Christians, and how absolutely absurd their thinking is. That will be evident in this article. In this article, she begins by writing the following. Lately, women around the web have inspired a wave of pearl-clutching. I guess that's reference to the past when women wore pearls. Lately, women around the web have inspired a wave of pearl-clutching by urging their fellow wives to submit to their husbands. Thanks, Michelle Bachman. Remember her? She ran for, she ran for president. She was a candidate for president, a Christian lady. She says, how novel, how downright quaint. And that's how they make their arguments. I, I've shared this with you folks. You've got to understand these liberals. You know, they, they don't have counter-arguments. So they just, uh, they become, um, what's the word? They, they use sarcasm, okay? When you don't have an argument, you retreat to using sarcasm. So that's what she's doing here. You know, how novel, how downright quaint. You know, they're being condescending. They're smarter than us. Everything that is old is new again, and what won't we do for attention, right? Well, guess what? She says, women submitting to a man, especially out of religious obligation, is not only counterproductive for human rights, it's not even natural. Now, talk about absurd. She says, me, I believe people are just animals who can talk. So let's look at our closest relatives in the animal kingdom, the apes. She's saying, if you want to know how to get it right, look at the apes. That's what she's saying. Look at the monkeys. I've been waiting for years to get a picture of a monkey up there, and this was my chance. <laughs> and I'm taking, I'm taking full advantage of it. Listen to what she says. It don't take much to entertain us men, ladies. Just show us a picture of a monkey, and we're entertained for hours. She says, me, I believe people are just animals. That's what they believe. Who can talk? So let's look at our closest relatives in the animal kingdom, the apes. They live in tribes that look like this. One king, apes surrounded by a harem of female apes and babies. For years, anthropologists assumed the king of the tribe was worshipped and doted upon by his lady wives. Every time a new male tries to swoop in, the females are the ones chasing him off, presumably out of loyalty to the, the big daddy ape. And she says, wrong. A female anthropologist named Sarah Hurdy Uh, wrote a book in 1999 called Mother Nature that changed the face of my brain. I drooled over every page. Folks, when you don't know the Lord, you are the most foolish person. You can be drawn into the craziest of ideas. Be thankful that you're a Christian. Be thankful that your feet are planted on solid rock and you're not prone to be led astray by such foolishness as this. 
She says, I drooled over every page of it in college and emerged a firm believer in natural matriarchy. Women rule the world. We don't overcome our disadvantaged gender to reach equality. We are the natural rulers who gracefully allow the men of our species the illusion of control for the benefit or the illusion of control for the benefit of all. Next picture. The female apes don't care about the king ape. <laughs> got their fingers in it. They don't care about the king ape. They chase off. I got two monkeys in this message. They chase off intruding males because all they need is one male ape. Two are trouble. A new male ape is at risk uh, to their established offspring, a source of violence against themselves and their sisters, a nuance, uh, a nuisance to peace and a bearer of new germs. Seriously, who wants to be, uh, who wants to, she goes on, good things. uh, Let me pack, uh, here's it. And so they chase him off. Next picture. Female ape loyalty is to their offspring, not the man in their life. So for this woman, that's how it ought to be. If we want to know how to do marriage, just look at the monkeys. And what the monkeys do, we need to do. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not making this stuff up. This is a real article that that was written. Jamie, you're being very entertained by the monkeys. He's thinking, that is great, Pastor. We need more monkey pictures in, in in, in the mess. But I'm telling you. This is legit. I thought this was satire. I thought she was making fun. But no, they really believe that. Listen to what she says. Um, Life out of the jungle is more complicated. Now talking about humans. Religion, a form of social control. They believe that, folks. That it's, it's social. Mandated that women submit to their husbands for centuries. Due to the gleeful work of feminists in the past 50 years, these religious woman-down rules are a faded memory, thanks to the feminists. She says, you may choose to follow the old doctrines, interpret them how you see fit, or chuck them all together. Choices are awesome, but that leaves us confused. Centuries, she says, of a powerful religion Telling women we are the second gender is no easy thing to shake in just two generations. But think about it. If the natural way for a home to be set up is with a man as the head of the household, this is her argument. They'll make these arguments. Would there really be a need to create religious rules to establish that? Folks, we're not creating these rules. These are of God. He made us. But, folks, this is the way feminists think. And it is that absurd. It is that irrational. And they believe this. And this is one of the reasons that there is an ever-growing hatred of all religions, and especially Christianity, because they see Christianity as oppressing women, which tells me something. First of all, they don't know their history. You want to see oppression go back to pre-Christian days. If you want to see women being uh, valued for who they are and equal in the eyes of God, that's Christianity. So, again, I just want to make you aware that you got family and friends being influenced by this kind of stuff. And when, when they hear that at your church the pastor preached a message on wives submitting to their husbands, they're going to think, yeah, he is what's wrong with this country. 
But folks, what they offer as a substitute, folks, it's just, it's just amazing how bad this country is getting and the problems we are having by following this line of reasoning. So let's get back to the passage here. But I just wanted you to see, because I get up here and tell you, people hate Christianity today, and I do enough reading, enough study, and enough investigation. No, that's the case. I think some of you may think, ah, pastor's just, you know, he's a little over the top there, overly concerned. No, this is real. And I just wanted you to hear some of their arguments, some of their thinking. But let's look back to God and his word. Ephesians 5.22. It does say, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. That verse, I have to admit, has been misunderstood. And I believe that verse has been abused. And I think when you have a proper understanding of it, it makes sense. And when it's practiced in a home, then God blesses that home. Not by having a wife as a second-class citizen who is to act as a doormat. That's not what this means at all. Again, that's a misunderstanding of this. So let's, let's give this some, some thought. Number one, this is a command. It's not a suggestion. And if we're smart, we trust God that his ways are best. The world will tell you otherwise, as we just demonstrated in that article. But when you read this in God's word, while it may go kind of against your flesh, you have to trust God that his ways are best. Also understand, abuse of this command by some does not negate the command for all. Yes, there has been abuses of this, and we would condemn that in the strongest of terms. But because this verse has been abused by some, does not negate the fact that it is really good for everyone. And there should be, ladies, a willingness to obey this divine command. I am up here, ladies, to preach to you God's word. I don't want to preach to you my opinion. I think as a pastor, I'm supposed to give insight and clarity to what this is saying. But bottom line, this is what God is saying through his word. So a proper understanding of this is to understand, first of all, it's a command. Secondly, to have a proper understanding of this, to submit means simply to recognize the authority of your husband. It's to recognize the authority of your husband. Several thoughts about this so that you get it right. As long as a husband gives loving leadership, the wife is to provide a joyful submission, and that's key. The husband, as we studied this morning, is to love his wife, okay? This isn't suggesting that you have to submit to a tyrant or a dictator. This is assuming that the husband understands his role and he is a loving leader. And as long as the husband gives loving leadership, the wife is to provide a joyful submission. She is never to be abused in any shape, form, or fashion. And she does not have to just sit there and take it. I would be the first as a pastor to tell a wife, get out of there. For verbal, mental abuse, physical abuse, or whatever. Secondly, submission by the wife is not required when the husband is acting outside the will of God. You you, you just don't find that. The Bible is very clear. We ought to obey God rather than man. 
And if a husband is clearly out, acting outside of the will of God, wanting his, to involve his wife in things that are illegal or immoral, uh, she, has, she has no obligation whatsoever to submit under those circumstances. There's plenty of Bible verses that would back me up on that one. And then next under number two, a loving husband will value and appreciate greatly the contributions of talent, wisdom, abilities, and insights the wife brings to the union. No, we're not to be dictators. We're not to be tyrants. A good husband is not going to be intimidated by his wife either. He, he's not going to be intimidated by the fact that she may be smarter than him. She may have more talents than him. She may have more abilities than him. A good husband is going to appreciate that, is going to, to value that. I mean, I, I can say publicly, I, I appreciate my wife. I, you know, in, in, in so many areas, she's got better insight than I do. Some men are intimidated by that. Some men are, are insecure, you know, and that just, that troubles them. Fellas, no, if, if, you know, appreciate what your, what your wife brings to the equation. Chances are, in, in areas, she's going to have greater abilities than, than you do. Appreciate that and value that. Third, to understand wives submitting to your own husbands, I think it's important to understand the concept of authority and subordinates is God-ordained. Now, we live in a society where nobody wants to be subordinate to anybody. As I understand, the millennials really have trouble in that area. They want to, you know, come to work when they want to come, leave when they want to leave, and do what they want to do while they're there. They really have a trouble subordinating. But understand, when the Lord says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, that the idea of an authority and subordination, that's God-ordained. For example, Jesus is subordinate to the Father. The Bible teaches next that citizens are subordinate to government. Next, the Bible teaches that employees are subordinate to employers. The Bible teaches that in the church, laymen are subordinate to pastors. It teaches that children are subordinate to parents. The Bible teaches that the church is subordinate to Christ. So it's not anything weird or unusual or out of the ordinary that somebody be subordinate to somebody else. And, well, let's go to the next point, number four. Again, trying to give proper balance, proper insight to this command. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Number four, the subordinate role in no way implies inferiority in the wife, nor does it imply superiority in the husband. So get that out of your mind. It's not implying when, when the Bible says for a wife to be submissive to her husband or subordinate to her husband, that's not in any way implying that she's inferior. And it's no way implying that the husband is superior. Understand this. Both husband and wife are equal in the eyes of God. Amen? They are. They are, they are equal. God created them equal. They are equal in the eyes of God. This next point may, may be the most important point of the whole message. What God is doing here, God is making a distinction in roles, not in value or worth. I understand that. I mean, there's different roles everywhere in the military, different roles. It's not that a general is a better 
human being than a, than a private. There are roles. More about that in a second. It's just a distinction in roles that they're play. It's not a, a matter of, you know, assigning value or worth. And then under that also, the husband is to cherish his wife as a special gift from God. And that's the way we husbands rightly should look at our wives. Yes, God says for the wife to submit to the husband, but we shouldn't see them as a doormat or some, some person to be kicked around. We need to cherish them as a special gift from God. And that brings us to point number five, and I think this one is critical in understanding the whole idea of authority and subordination. Number five, authority and subordination are essential for unity, organization, and progress. If, if, if you have all chiefs, you got a problem. If you got all Indians, you got a problem. Try to get something done when everybody wants to be the head. Try to get something done when nobody wants to be the head. You got a problem. You've all been involved in various clubs and organizations. Just the, the natural state of man requires that when you have more than one person, one needs to be the head. One needs to be the subordinate. Understand this. All successful organizations require thoughtful leaders and respectful followers. That was very, I mean, that's evident so many places in Scripture. I mean, and I think about, the, to me, the most obvious is Nehemiah. You know, those people had to follow him. You know, and they rebuilt the wall. Had they not followed him, the wall would have never gotten rebuilt. Had they not had a leader, it wasn't rebuilt until they had a leader. So all successful organizations require thoughtful leaders and respectful followers. Next, understand Chaos occurs in any human endeavor where there is no clear chain of command. You want to see a dysfunctional organization? Just let people wonder, I don't know who's in charge. Have you ever been involved in some project and you show up? You immediately look for somebody in charge. I mean, if we have a work day here at the church and you folks show up and you're not real sure exactly what needs to be done, but you're willing to help, you want somebody to come out and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. I mean, that's just the nature of, of man. That's just how we are, are wired. And chaos occurs in every human endeavor where there is no clear chain of command. So in numerous places, the Lord lays out a clear chain of command. You know, employees are to follow employers. Citizens are to follow government. And then last, under number five, a chain of command promotes organization, efficiency, Communication and morale. Probably every one of us has been involved in some endeavor where I ain't going back. I ain't going to help. Nobody knew who was in charge. Nobody knew what to do. We all stood around. We twiddled our thumbs for an hour, and then we went home. What were you looking for? You're looking for somebody that is competent to be in charge. And I really believe that's a part of what the Lord is establishing here Not only in the workplace, not only among citizens, but in the home as well. Number six, ladies, and we have to put this in here, and this would be true of how men view their wives, but understand that the submission commanded by God is directed toward a husband 
who is a flawed sinner. That's just the way it is. Nehemiah was flawed. Moses was flawed. David was flawed. Okay? That's an issue. But if they're God's ordained leaders and God's hand is still on them, then we have to realize, one, it's a wife's responsibility then to pray for him. Two, it's a wife's responsibility when she can to help him overcome whatever it is that may be hurting him in his ability to lead. And number three, it's a wife's responsibility to be patient with him. You say, my husband makes mistakes. Well, of course he does. So, therefore, you don't ever have to submit, do you? Well, wait a minute. If you're going to lose, use that logic, then your kids could say, you know, my mom flew off the handle the other day. She's not a perfect mom. I don't have to listen to her ever again. No, we work through those things. Now, those are challenges, but you, you work through them, and you, you want to get it right. You want to figure out what the problems are with, with the husband why it's hard to follow his leadership. Hopefully he's a reasonable, thoughtful man, and he's working on it, and whatever problems he has created, that he can get back to be uh, a husband that you can respect and admire. Well, then we read in verse number 22, I want to focus on the second half of that verse. Husbands, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, This morning, as we were talking about husbands, we said, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And Christ's love for the church was the model, okay, for husbands. Well, it's the church's, you know, submission to the Lord that then here is the model for wives. So, just a couple here. Number one, as one submits to God... In that same fashion, a wife should submit to her husband. Because he tells ladies that you're to submit to your husband as unto the Lord. So as you submit to God, in that same fashion, you submit to your husband. What are we talking about? First, as you serve the Lord with gladness, you should serve your husband with gladness. You know, if you have a good loving husband who's trying his best to be a good godly man then you shouldn't be influenced by the world that, you know, you feel like you're a second-class citizen. No, as you serve the Lord with gladness, you serve your husband with gladness. And and husbands, it's good to, you got to be a good husband so that she is glad to serve you. But secondly, as you have no other gods before God, you should have no other man before your husband. Don't even think about it. Don't even go there. Don't, Don't even wish for it. Don't even think the grass is greener on the other side. And then lastly, under number one, as you are thankful for a loving God, you should be thankful for a loving husband. Imperfect, yes, but loving, yes. Uh, you know, to, be, to express your gratitude to God for him and express your gratitude to him for being the husband that he is. So, again, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. So as, ladies, as you see your relationship with the Lord, see your relationship with your husbands. And then, lastly, as one needs help to submit to God, in that same fashion, a wife must seek help in submitting 
to her husband. We know that we're supposed to submit to the Lord, but we also know that sometimes we don't do such a good job. We're told that something is sin, but we do it anyway. We know that something is sin, but we think it anyway. So sometimes, even knowing we're to submit to God, we struggle with that. Well, with that in mind, consider first, a wife must, be, must seek to be guided and strengthened by the Holy Spirit. For me to submit to the Lord, I need the Holy Spirit's help. Wife, for you to submit to your husband, you're going to need the Holy Spirit's help. And it's there. Your husband may be difficult. And you're going to need some help. And as we need the Holy Spirit to help us in submitting to the Lord, wives, you're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit in submitting to your husband. Secondly, a wife must make submission a matter of prayer. You know, for us to be right with God and submit to him, sometimes we have to admit and go to him in prayer and say, you know, we blew it. And, and, and we pray to God, God, help me to do it better. Help me to not be self-willed, but help me to yield to you. And so it is in submitting to a husband. That will have to be, ladies, oftentimes a matter of prayer. Lord, help me to say the right thing. Help me to not say the wrong thing. Help me to have the right spirit. Help me to have the right attitude. And then also, a wife must rely on the word of God for Bible principles and wisdom to be submissive. You know, for me to be the kind of Christian that I ought to be in submissive to God, I need to spend time in God's Word. God's Word convicts me, it guides me, it directs me, it informs me, and helps me to be more submissive. And ladies, for you to be submissive to your husband, when sometimes it may be challenging, one of the keys is, Not just the Holy Spirit, not just prayer, but time in God's Word. Uh, Understanding the principles and, and seeking wisdom from God. So, as politically incorrect or incorrect as it is, the Bible hasn't changed. And it says that wives should submit to their husbands. No way are we trying to, or no way is God's Word trying to subjugate women or treat them as being inferior. That is not the case. Yes, there have been abuses of that principle, but we need to, uh, again, not throw the baby out with the wash. We need to have a proper understanding of that principle. It was Martin Luther who said this. This is pretty insightful. Let the wife make the husband glad to come home. And let him make her sorry to see him leave. Isn't that a great principle to live by? Let the wife make the husband glad to come home. And let him make her sorry to see him leave. I can say I love coming home to my wife. I don't like going places without her. Now I have the privilege of having her uh, come to work with me here. And that's the way it ought to be. And wives, you should make your husbands happy to come home. And husbands, you should live such a life that she hates for you to leave. And that's not pie-in-the-sky stuff. This is not something that cannot be achieved. 
There may be some folks sitting here right now saying, that's just pie in the sky. That's not achievable. That's not, that's not the real world. I'm here to tell you that it is. Now, like I said this morning, keeping it in context, there's going to be an occasional bad day. There's going to be a day when he's not feeling well, she's not feeling well. But those things should be rare. Your, your, your marriage should be something that you adore your spouse you respect your spouse. You, there's nobody in the world you'd rather be with than your spouse. And if it isn't that way, it can be. And I'll, I'll put in another commercial right now. We can help you. Oh, Pastor, you don't know how bad it is. It's gotten beyond repair. No, it's not beyond repair. No. But somebody needs to make the first step and contact me. Because some people just don't have the tools. You know, a, a, a lot of people were raised in a broken home. They never saw, you know, a, their mom and their dad, in many cases, uh, model the principles we've talked about today. So they've never seen it done. And they've never taken the time to invest in their marriage. So I'm not surprised when couples come to me and they say, Mar, we're really struggling in this area or that area. Well, that's understandable. The good news is it can be fixed. I mean, greatly fixed to where, you know, again, you, you love your spouse. You cherish your spouse. You're thankful for your spouse. And the, the happiest time you know on this earth is when you are with your spouse. That's the way it ought to be. That's the way it can be. Key to that is husbands loving your wives, but key to that also is Lastly, Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Well, how am I supposed to submit to him? Well, there's the model, just like we had it for the men this morning, as unto the Lord. And again, if couples will go home and practice this and put it into practice, you know, there will be laughter in your home. There'll be good times in your home. There'll be mutual respect, mutual love, mutual admiration, and mutual gratitude for one another in your home. And if that's not the way it is, that's the way it ought to be. And that's the way it can be. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.